When you travel places, eventually you want to travel somewhere you can't reach by car. Or you want to travel quickly. Either way, at some point in your life, you'll probably travel by the technological marvel known as the airplane. I've never flown at all myself, not even in a helicopter. Therefore, I can't share any personal experience when it comes to being on a flight. I've heard many stories about flying on a plane nowadays. Most of them are unpleasant. If you have food allergies though, the unpleasantness apparently increases. And so does the lethality. Flying with food allergies comes with many dangers. Today I'm going to elaborate on some of those dangers and how you can navigate them and fly safely. Welcome everyone to Dairy Free Dude. I am Logan Graham, and I am here to talk to you about how to thrive in a world where dairy products seem to be as common as dirt. One of the big reasons I've never flown before is the food allergy risk. After all, in a small space like a plane, coming into contact with dairy is much more likely. And having anaphylaxis while thousands of feet in the air without access to a hospital? Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd rather not. Like I just said, one of the risks of flying with food allergies is the higher chance of exposure. Planes aren't all that big, not to mention flights are several hours long. During long periods, especially while traveling, people usually eat. Eating plus small space equals mess everywhere. People don't always cooperate with allergen safety requests, as in, we have an allergic passenger, please don't open or consume X while in flight. Pretty rude. And then we can get exposed to our allergens and have anaphylaxis. Whoopee! Another issue, a big one at that, is the emergency medical kit, or EMK. These are often poorly stocked. In fact, Airlines for America requested the Federal Aviation Administration for a long-term exemption from putting five drugs in EMKs, one of which is epinephrine. This exemption has been extended to 2024. This means, therefore, that airlines don't have to stock epinephrine and other drugs in their emergency medical kits. This exemption was done in response to drug shortages. That means now, if someone has anaphylaxis on the plane, there might not be any epinephrine to counter it. In fact, it's gone far enough that people on board, sometimes medical personnel, have had to lend airplane staff their epinephrine to treat someone in an emergency. Despite all this, there are things you can do to make sure your flights go smoothly. After all, sometimes you just need to fly to get where you need to go. And lots of allergic people do it successfully. First. Plan your trip accordingly. You can talk to your allergist about flying on a plane. Get their opinion. You'll also want to have your allergist give you a letter stating your need for your medication in case the airline doesn't want you to board with your life-saving epinephrine. You know, with all those uber restrictions we live with now post 9-11. Also, research the airline you're flying with. See what their policy on food allergies is, or even what kinds of food they typically serve. If you have questions, try to call or email the airline to clarify any questions you might have or what the airline is willing to do or how much they're willing to accommodate. Granted, you might have to search around for a good airline. Be prepared to dig around. 
Truthfully, many airlines don't serve food or snacks any longer. Yeah! Cutting costs, I guess. I don't know. When you book your flight, make sure to book either the very first flight of the day or the earliest flight you can get. This is because airplanes are thoroughly cleaned at the end of each day, so the next day can start fresh. Less chance of residue to encounter then. Now, for your medication, such as epinephrine. Store it all in its original packaging along with a signed emergency plan and the letter from your physician I talked about earlier. Do not pack your meds in the luggage you plan to check. Sometimes they get lost. Keep them always with you and do not store it in the overhead bin. We don't want to be without our epinephrine. Be sure to pack twice the amount of food you need for the flight length since planes can be grounded on the runway for quite some time, even hours. Never eat the airline food. Now is not the time to be dangerous. When it comes to packing foods, remember that yogurts, applesauce, puddings, and such are classified as liquids by the TSA. And if you pack a cooler, use hard plastic freezer packs. Frozen liquid items and gel packs are allowed through the checkpoint as long as they're frozen solid when they're presented for screening. If frozen liquid items are partially melted, slushy, or have any liquid at the bottom of the container, they must meet the 311 liquids requirements, meaning you can carry a one-quart-sized bag of specified liquids through the terminal with only 3.4 ounces or 100 milliliters of liquid or less per item. And don't forget to pack wet wipes, napkins, plastic utensils, not metal utensils, Kleenex, small paper plates, and maybe a blanket to cover the seat. A word of warning though. Ultimately, it is up to the TSA official at the checkpoint whether or not the items you're bringing are allowed through. And once the TSA takes something from you, you never get it back. Sometimes they do allow you to ship something home from that point, but not always. As you arrive at the gate, inform the agent there that you want to pre-board and why. If you're an allergic parent, also state that you're traveling with a food allergic child. Once you're at your seating area, wipe down the armrests, window shades, buttons that may be on the seats or the walls, and spend extra time cleaning the seat tray. After that, wipe your hands, and if you have an allergic child, wipe their hands too. Before eating, spread a napkin over the seat tray and set out your food on the paper plates I mentioned. If, despite all the cleaning and precaution, you or your child have an allergic reaction, inject epinephrine and notify the flight attendant. Medical professionals are often on the plane as well, and the crew can announce the situation in an emergency. Sometimes they will have to make an emergency landing. And finally, if the airline you flew with was accommodating and polite, if it helped make your flight a pleasant, safe one, be sure to thank them and promote them wherever you can, especially on social media and in allergy forums. If they were rude and ignored your allergy concerns in small ways or in big, be sure to file a complaint to the Department of Transportation as allergies are one of the 13 disability categories they track. Let the airline know too, in writing. It's good for them to be self-aware of their actions. Who knows, maybe it could lead to them to take action and make changes, fire people, make their flights better. Now, if for whatever reason you don't want to fly on a plane, I get it. There are a lot of risks. However, if you do decide to try it, I wish you the best of luck, and I hope you enjoy your flight. This is Logan Graham, the Dairy Free Dude. 
Live on.